Very good morning to you, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell on this Thursday morning. It is the 9th of February 2023, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Daniel Pedigree with you for the next hour. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. You can text 0457736736. That's before Julian King and James Magnuson in for breakfast this morning. Our Queensland listeners, you'll get an hour of that before Patton Heels come along at 6 a.m. local time. Don't forget for listeners through SEN 1170 a.m. in Sydney, Vossi and Brandy back on Monday. Uh, not many more sleep-ins for the boys before they return on Monday morning. Big show, a lot of news around, but I thought I'd get this man in first because it is an exciting day on SEN, an exciting day in the world of cricket. Australia and India, Australia first test against India. Coverage on SEN from 2.30 this afternoon. Charlie, good, sir. Good morning. Good morning. How are we? I'm very well. You'll be in two days in a row. You'll uh, need a pay rise. Uh Firstly, how do you reckon this test series is going to go? Because it's going to be an interesting one. There's been a lot of talk about the pitch, a lot of talk about who Australia is going to select. You confident at all? Uh, my prediction, yep. which has been the same prediction for a few months now, mm. is India 4-0. Mm. And previously I thought that that's because I think it's just a really tough place to play. I think India play the conditions a lot better. Mm. But after seeing those leaked images from uh, SEN Cricket's Bharat Sundarayson mm. uh, that went viral on Twitter uh, early yesterday morning or, or late yesterday, uh, Wednesday night, I now can confidently say it's going to be 4-0 and it's going to be absolutely no fault of the Australian cricket team. It's yeah. just going to be the fact that India and the BCCI have prepared pitches that will suit India's spinners mm. and that will attack our left-handers. Mm. And it will be a very quick series in terms of days. I think my prediction for this first test, it won't last. It, it will go until the third day, but it won't be a complete three days. It will be early, over early in the third day. So it will be over on Saturday. Yeah, that's my prediction. That's your prediction. Okay, I've got that recording. Yeah. We'll uh, replay that next week. Uh, a lot of the Australian test greats have called for the ICC to take action on what the, the way the pitch has been prepared. Do you think they need to? Because it does look a bit weird. It, it, it's weird. I, yeah. I think... The the funniest part about it is that it's so blatant. Yeah, uh, I've you've seen pitches before where the whole pitch looks like a dust bowl, or they've especially with that Gabba pitch, they just left way too much green on it. Um, I think the problem with this pitch at Nagpur is that you can clearly see where they've watered it and where they've gone over the roller mm. and where they mm. haven't, mm. and that's a bit fishy. I think the calls to for the ICC to come in and 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 do something is I think a little bit premature. Mm. Let's just wait to see how it plays first. Mm. And then if it's a complete joke, then that's fine. There was a test early 2022 between mm. India and, um, and England. Mm. And this is the same test match where Joe Root got five for seven, mm -hmm. 28 yep. of the 30 wickets fell to spin. Mm. It was over uh, midway through day two. Mm. And that was a farce. And I'm very conscious and I'm a bit worried that that's what we're going to get for this test series. I think what's going to happen, India are going to win comfortably. Mm. And like I said at the top, it's not going to be because Australia are bad at cricket. It's just going to be that, be that the pitches are going to suit India to an absolute T. Pat Cummins said, uh, he says that I think it's part of the challenge of playing away. Home teams want to win at home. 
in Australia, we're lucky we've got pace and bounce. And there is always a challenge in international cricket wherever you're playing. But I agree, this just looks a little uh, odd. Speaking of spinners, Todd Murphy looks like he will get his test debut. Nathan Lyon, of course, in there as well. Do you agree with selection of Todd Murphy? I mean, if the pitch is going to suit spinners, we expect it to. It's probably a very good decision. I like it. Mm. I, I really, really like it. We heard this from... Um, uh, Crash Craddock, mm. uh, right for the Korean Mail. He he sort of alluded to the fact on uh, Jared Waitley's program live in Phoenix, Arizona mm. for the Super Bowl, lucky him, mm. um, that they are seriously considering Todd Murphy. And, and the way he was saying it was he's basically in mm. unless something else changes, unless maybe that pitch gets fixed and it yeah. becomes a, a, a Gabba-style pitch. A miracle. Yep. Um, he, he'll be in. And I think it's a great idea. I think we saw Ashton Agar uh, in Sydney. I do think he wasn't given a fair goal of it. He mm. hasn't played test cricket for, I think, four years mm. uh, before then. And when he came in, he was a bit shaky, didn't look that great. But I, I, don't, I don't put that on Agar. Mm. I do think we need to find that next spinner yep. after Nathan Lyon because Nathan Lyon's getting up there. He'll, and with the spinner, he'll, he'll go around for years. But I think Todd Murphy's young. Mm. Uh, and I think what better place to play him than in the subcontinent, whether that, that would have been in uh, Pakistan, India, Sri Lanka. So I think this is a, if it turns out that he debuts, mm. great selection. I, I'm really excited for it. I agree with you. It'll be interesting to see if Agar gets a game at some point during the four test series. But yeah, I like the inclusion of Todd Murphy. Just before I let you go, I think it's going to be interesting. Well, it's going to be an interesting series uh, regardless. But I think for players like Dave Warner and also Marnus Labuschagne, who's been tremendous for Australia since making his debut, but not really been tested in these conditions as yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, David Warner uh, does not like the subcontinent. No. Uh, we, we know that. Um, Marnus, the, the biggest knock on Marnus is that he can't do it away from home, mm. which is half true. I think we all know that he broke onto the scene in that 2019 Ashes series mm. and he looked great. He didn't score that ton but for someone who was very inexperienced, who not a lot of people expected a lot from, the fact that he did that well um, in 2019 fantastic. Then he came home, he capitalised on that form which all good cricketers should do mm. and then he's been around the world and hasn't quite produced that same level. I, I don't know how the stats in front of me but I would, I would assume um, that his average is maybe around the mid-30s away from home. And mm. then in Australia, it's like 60, 70. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, this will be a big test. Mm. And if he can do well, I'm not saying... And by do well, I don't mean scoring a ton every second or third innings. Mm. If he can just make some big scores and stand up to the, to the Indies bowling, then it will be a, a very good uh, tool for him. A century, at least in one of the tests, should be his goal. I think yep. uh, scoring a ton in India is fantastic. And I think just look at Steve Smith. He's got an excellent record in India. Mm. Uh, he was our top scorer last series. I think he's got a top score of 176 not. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, Manus is basically a, a Steve Smith clone. Mm. Uh, models his game off of him. So, yeah, there should be no reason why he doesn't score a ton. All right. You think India in three days in this test match, uh, what do you reckon the series will end up looking like once the four test matches are played? So I do think it's going to be 4-0. Okay. Um, yep. And that's not to say that Australia are bad. I think we're a very good side. Mm. I think it's just so hard to win India. And that image of that pitch in Nagpur really solidified for me yeah. that yeah. it's going to be a real uphill battle. If we can snag a test match, mm. 
And then if, if we win a test match, then that will then confirm us a spot in the World Test Championship final. Mm. Which I know everyone's very excited yes, about. Yes, pumped. Uh, which everyone thinks is at Lords. It's not at Lords. It's at the Oval. It's the Oval. It's at the Oval. Um, and it most likely be against India. Wish I was there. Yeah. It would be good. It, w- it would be good. So I, I think 4-0, I think... Uh, watch out if you're going to watch out for any player on uh, for India, Aksar Patel. Okay, he's the man who will tear through uh, this Australian batting lineup if he gets the chance. And it's at a great time to watch and listen as well over the course of uh, the next few weeks. Thank you, Charlie. Now you'll be back in tomorrow. We will wrap up uh, the first day and talk about what else has caught your eye in sport. And I'm sure there's been a bit this week as well. There has been a bit. Uh, I've, I've got some interesting things to say about uh, a certain <laughs> record-breaking basketball player, but we can save that for tomorrow. You teased uh, those off-air with me earlier. I look forward to you doing it on-air and the reaction. Thank you, Charlie. We'll speak uh, tomorrow. Yeah, your thoughts on the Test match? As I say, SEN will have coverage from 2.30 this afternoon, right after the run home with Joel and Fletch from midday. Jimmy Smith has been... Bumped out of the way for the day. Uh, so Joel and Fletch will be on from midday. That'll be after mornings with uh, Matty White. And then our coverage from 2.30 this afternoon, live from India, right throughout the night. Really looking forward to that here on SEN, your home of sport. Uh, your thoughts? Do you agree with Charlie? Do you think this test match will be done and dusted in three days? Uh, he believes we'll get to a third day, but that's about it. Um, and India will win. And India will win this series 4-0. Look, Menas, Andrew Menzel, who we have on the show um, from time to time, uh, also agrees with Charlie. Believes that it will be four nil to India. Do you see? Do you give Australia any hope, at least in this first Test match, or do you agree with Charlie? Do you think India win, uh, even if it's not in three days, even if it goes a bit longer? And will you be watching? It's in a pretty good time zone. All listening, as I say, a two thirty coverage here. I believe it probably uh, well does start at three o'clock. So uh, the actual match. So. Uh, good time zone for most people to watch right throughout uh, prime time. So will you be tuning in? There isn't a heap of sport going on at the moment uh, on the field. So it was. It will be interesting to see uh, the cricket that will begin this afternoon. As I say, SCN will have full coverage of it. But will you be listening? Will you be watching? And who is going to win? Do you give India... Uh, do you give Australia a chance against India or do you think India will win? 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. Anyone that does call the open line as well on 1300 01 1170 this morning wins a Makita prize pack. So jump on, have a say, have your say. You've got uh, 50 minutes to do so. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Look, there is a lot of other news uh, floating around, mainly in rugby league, a heap of it actually. So what we might do is we might take a break, um, get your text through it, read the cricket, and then we'll uh, get to some of the rugby league news. Uh, the pre-season challenge beginning tonight. Or is it? We'll talk more about that next. It is 11 and a half past five in New South Wales, 11 and a half past four in Queensland. 0457 736 736 is the text number. You can call 1300 01 1170. On the other side of this, we'll look at some of the news of the day and your texts on Tradies News in a nutshell. It is 16 past five in New South Wales, 16 past four in Queensland. Uh, a heap of rugby league news uh, going around. I will get to that shortly. And also your texts on 0457 736 736. But before that, let's go to the open line, 1300 01 1170. Rob from Blacktown's on the line. Morning to you, Rob. Yeah, how you going, Dan? Great to talk to you. Yeah, uh, I'm very well. How are you at this early hour of the morning? 
Yeah, good, ready to go to work. So it, I'm sure Joel and Fletch would love uh, the test series to only go three <laughs> days. They'll have to uh, work a bit harder on Monday then. Mm, I think, yeah, the, uh... well, they were doing breakfast <laughs> last yeah, week, and they, I think Brooksy secretly was hoping that there was going to be at no cricket. Well, there was going to be cricket on Monday, so he could go off and watch the Super Bowl. But, yes, well, we'll wait and see. Charlie says yeah. it will only go three days. It might go longer. We'll have to wait and see. And, look, Joel and Fletch are on this afternoon at midday as well, so they are, they are putting in the hard yards before our test coverage starts. Yeah, well, I think, uh, Charlie, I think it's a test here. If they win the toss and bat, Australia are obviously a much better chance. But um, I don't think it'll be 4-0. I, I think it'll be about 2-1 uh, with a couple of draws, mm. only because, you know, you've got Stark and Green still to come back into this side, which mm. will obviously improve them for the for the next couple of games. And India have got Boomer out, their gun fast bowler. So um, I think it'll be much closer than Charlie's saying. And also, if we get beaten 4-0, mm. uh, we can still make the World Test Championship final, provided Sri Lanka don't beat New Zealand in a two-test series in New Zealand, which is coming up. And South Africa uh, don't beat the West Indies, which well, they probably will. But, um, <laughs> There's still a lot to go with this Test Championship as well. Yeah, just on the Test Championship, um, when it is played, and hopefully Australia does feature in it, is it something that you're overly interested in? Because I know like, we've got a lot coming up in cricket this year. We've, of course, got the Indian Series starting today. We've got the Ashes in a few months' time. Um, obviously, you'd be tuning in if Australia were to make it to that World Test Championship final. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, I think we're a little bit dudded because we got penalised uh, so we couldn't make the previous Test Championship. And I think at the Oval, it'll be a perfect uh, lead-in to the Ashes. So um, I'm really excited for it. I think uh, I think we'll end up probably playing India as well. So mm. we'll get them on different conditions, different terms over there in England. So um, they didn't play too well against New Zealand, I think, at Lord's the last time, so, you know, I think it's, and it's going to be fantastic. Play, playing India, we could play in five tests in a row, which will be unbelievable. Yeah, it would be very... That's, that'll be our next test. Yeah, it would be very good. Just quickly, uh, the inclusion of Todd Murphy, you happy with that, if indeed he does play? Yeah, it's uh, it's a gamble. Um, I wouldn't put it on, I wouldn't put him in the first test. I want to... I'd rather put Agar in the first test because mm. he can bat as well. I don't know, I don't know if uh, Todd Murphy can bat, but um, give him a go sometime in the test series. Obviously, every pitch will be uh, a spinner's pitch over there. So India will probably be opening with spinners, I'd say. One quick bowler and, and, and spinner. So, yeah, give him a go later in the test, not the first test. All right, mate. So, yeah, them are thoughts anyway. Thank Thanks, you, Dan. mate. Thanks for calling up. Call any time. Have a good day, mate. Yeah, all the best, yeah. Uh, Rob from Blacktown uh, there. You can join him on the open line. He will win a Makita prize pack as well. But anyone uh, that rings up anytime during the show, one 1170 If you are on the roads, by the way, as he is in Sydney, just be a little careful today. A lot of rain overnight and uh, pouring as I... Uh, made my way into the studio. Uh, we'll get to the rugby league news in just a sec. Plus, uh, we'll preview also, we'll continue our season preview uh, with the Warriors. Just before that, just this text. Uh, oh, uh, this from, uh, well, this one is from a, a new regular texter we've had here 
on Tradies News and also on Breakfast over the past few weeks. Uh, Alan Jones, Alan Belford-Jones has texted in. Uh, loyal listener is Alan. Uh, says, oh, Daniel, I awoke early and uh, before your show starts, I have 2UE on around this, the apartment I call home. My heart was pumping when I heard them playing Laura Brannigan around 4.30. Gloria, good song, uh, takes me back uh, to when I was number one. Uh, have a great show. Thank you, uh, Alan Belford-Jones, uh, texting any time. I'd like you to call one day. That'd be interesting. Uh, all right, and this from Jason, uh, minus Labashane. Uh, I hope he at least scores one or two tonnes. Uh, yes, well, hopefully he does. And don't forget, SCN will have coverage of that. Your thoughts on the cricket, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Give Australia any chance? Are you with Charlie India in a few days? Let's turn our attention to rugby league, though, at 21 minutes past five, 21 minutes past four in Queensland. Now, we know the preseason challenge begins tonight. Uh, in fact, I think it's the Tigers and the Warriors playing uh, tonight. That match is at 6 p.m. We'll refresh you as well a little later on about the new rules uh, and the points system in the preseason challenge after the uh, next break. But there is a lot going on. It is the Warriors and the Tigers, by the way, tonight at 6 p.m. at Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, so good to see some rugby league back. However, uh, we talked about this yesterday with Maddie Cox, who's the host of Tradies News in Melbourne, about this endless dispute between the NRL and the RLPA. Well, it, I said yesterday to Maddie, it had gone a little quiet over the past week, but uh, not for long. I saw Isaiah Yo, I saw uh, Wade Graham on the news last night talking about this as well. Well, the pre-season challenge is in danger of being disrupted by industrial action after players were told uh, their union had placed a deadline on the NRL to finalise discussions over the NRLW. In an email to players on Wednesday, the RLPA raised the prospect of delaying kickoffs, covering NRL logo logos on jerseys, declining all external media, and showing signs of solidarity during trial games that are broadcast. The RLPA also accused the NRL of clandestine meetings with player agents. So this is how the email reads. It says, the view of the players... Uh, was the need to set expectations, what the RLP need, uh, RLPA need done, and deadlines for the NRL to meet following negotiation meetings. If these deadlines and expectations are not met, players will be forced to implement activations to continue to hold the NRL accountable for their lack of progress. The Players' Union are also pushing for more uh, autonomy. The latest developments come as the NRL Integrity Unit is spared the task of interviewing its own executive team after we know the ARL Commission left the investigation into Tapegate in the hands of one of the barristers who helped them in their fight against St George Lawara for Jack DeBellin. Now, it's understood the Integrity Unit and the NRL executive will play no part in the investigation or its outcome, with the findings to be handed straight to the ARL Commission. So basically what may happen if there is not some sort of agreement reached by 5pm tonight uh, is that, as I said, refuse to participate in all external media. So that will be well, players not interviewed after the game, not interviewed, I assume, on radio, on TV. Uh, delaying kickoff at trials, which will be interesting because we know Fox League uh, have every game of the trials covered, um, which would disrupt their coverage and also cover their NRL logos at trials as well. 
So that's what may happen if there is not some sort of agreement made by 5 p.m. today, this deadline that they have set. Uh, the ARL Commission obviously wants the matter settled as quickly as possible, um, but it is going to be continuing to drag on. Uh, Abdo, Andrew Abdo helped further discussions with the Rugby League Players Association, uh, had further discussions sorry, with uh, the Players Association Chief Executive Click Newton yesterday as they looked to finalise a deal for NRLW players. So Isaiah Yo, as I said, and you'll probably hear from him on breakfast as well, uh, he was at the launch of Fox League's pre-season challenge yesterday and he conceded further action may be necessary unless a deal was struck. Um, there has been talk that players could boycott any proposed season launch. He said that would be one of the things that would be discussed about further action, some media stuff. We haven't really done any of that yet. That might leak into other areas too, not just the NRL. We're hoping it doesn't get to that. Everything we have done is trying to be respectful to the outside, but there has been some broken down relationships with the NRL. It has taken too long. Uh, and whether strike action was a possibility, he said, yeah, I think so. It hasn't been discussed much because that is the absolute worst case scenario, but we feel like there is nothing off the table at the moment because of the breakdown and trust and how long it has taken. Obviously, it's a last resort, but we need a seat at the table. Um, so this is where we're at in terms of the dispute between the NRL and the RLPA. Possibly strike action, not off the cards. And it's Thursday morning in three weeks' time. We're supposed to have the kickoff to the NRL season. We've got the preseason challenge kicking off tonight. We've got the All-Stars match on Saturday. We've got uh, the World Club Challenge and the Charity Shield over the next couple of weeks as well. But this is still dominating headlines. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Surely this needs to be sorted soon. Um, and I know I've asked this question a couple of times because it has been dragging on for quite a while. But are you on the player's side with this or are you on the NRL side? And how do we fix it? Um, because it is getting to the point now where it could prove, depending what happens today, and there is that deadline of 5 p.m., but it could prove to be a major distraction throughout the preseason. And then if it's not sorted by the time the NRL season is supposed to kick off in three weeks, could be a massive headache for the National Rugby League. Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Um, the other thing, one of the other things the RLPA also want is an increase in the minimum wage. Higher match fees, uh, which we have heard already, they want to be paid $2,000 per match, and better private health care and retirement, while a CBA for the women's game is also sought. So... Figures show the average NRL salary is around $370,000 per year. Half of the players do earn less than $175,000 a season once the big money players are withdrawn from calculations. Now, I understand there are players that will be on a lot less than even $175,000. There'll be players on less than $100,000. However, I think this is where they are losing their argument a little with the general public. So the average salary for players in the NRL is $370,000 per year. Now, there are people in the general public that are on more than $370,000 per year. But there's not a lot of them. Um, and then when we talk about it, and as I said, Michael Carianis mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when he was filling in on breakfast about this $2,000 
match fee for every game that NRL players play. Um, after they earn, some of them, look, some of them are earning over a million dollars. I understand not all of them are, but a lot of them are. And I think that is where they do lose their case a bit with the general public. Look, I think a lot of people support them where they're coming from, from the NRLW point of view, where it should probably be or should be a 12-month contract, not a four-month contract. Um, but for the NRL players, as I said, average salary, $370,000 per year, not all of them. That is where I think they do lose the support of the general public just a little bit uh, when people see that they're on that much money, but they still want more. Um, it's not as simple as that, and it's not as black and white as that, but that's kind of where we're at at the moment. 0457 736 736 or 04 or uh, 1300 01 1170. Your thoughts on it? Whose side are you on, and can we fix this? Um, because it needs to be sorted pretty soon, one would think. Uh, there is a deadline for some agreement, not the total agreement, but some agreements to be made by 5 p.m. tonight, else we may see this pre-season challenge affected. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And do you think that strike action is possible? Um, it would be almost unheard of uh, for strike action to be taken. And surely the NRL and Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo are a little concerned about this if it does continue going. This needs to be sorted, you'd assume, pretty quickly. And again, uh, it is dominating the back page of both papers today. Your thoughts, one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. Are you on the player side? Are you on the NRL side? And do you see it being sorted by the time the actual season kicks off in just a few weeks' time, in three weeks' time, 21 days' time? one 1170 or 0457 736 736. And it will be interesting just before a break, and then we'll go through some of the other news and to your texts as well. It will be interesting to see over the course of the weekend, if there is no agreement met by that deadline of 5 p.m. tonight, it will be interesting to see uh, and watch the coverage on Fox League this weekend to see if there is any major disruption to kickoff times, to see if players do give interviews to Fox League pre and post-game, and also at half-time. Um, and uh, whether the NRL logos will be covered. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Before we go to the break, let's go back to the open line on 1300 01 1170. Roland from Penrith is on the line. Morning to you, Roland. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, very I, well. How are you? I was just listening to you. Good, thanks. I was just listening to your commentary on this NRL mm. uh, players the NRL money thingamadoogle, whatever you want to yep. right? I'm, I'm really, I've lost no interest, I've had no interest in it until yep. this morning. Yep. Um, and I think, look, to be honest with you, I think the, harsh, the hardest thing is when, offense to you, but when you say the average wage is 375, mm. that's like when I take people on a tour, which I'm heading into work to do now, mm. and I take them around the city sites, and I say the average medium house price in Sydney, which it is, is one point six five million, mm. right? Mm. We we both know that's not true. Right? Exactly. Well, we're wrong. That yep. is true. We know it's true, but mm. the point is, you still can buy a house in the far western suburbs in Penrith, where I come from, for six hundred thousand if you can find the right place. Yep. Right? Um, what I'd love to see, I think, if you if you're saying to the public, and I'm not one of them, that it's not on their side because I'm obviously on the fence on this. Yep. 
Um, I I would think that the, if, if the clubs have got enough courage or the Players Association have got enough courage to do it, I think if they printed or, or put in print a couple of teams, random teams, mm. and said, okay, here it is. This is what player one, mm. player 25 on the roster mm. gets paid. Yep. Right? Yep. And then match fees and so forth and so forth. That might bring to light what we're talking about. So for argument's sake in Penrith, Maybe Nathan Cleary's on a million a year, mm. and maybe I don't know some random players on eighty-five thousand a year. At least if we see how who's who in the zoo, mm. we get it. But at the moment, we just assume most of us assume that most players are on three hundred grand a year. It makes it really difficult to get our heads around it. Roland, you're one hundred percent correct, and that's half uh, the problem. Is that and you're right. Like everything varies. Not every player is going to be on three hundred thousand dollars. Not every player is going to be on a million dollars. Not every player is on more than a hundred thousand dollars. There would be some players, the fringe players, that are on probably less than that. But I, I think this is uh, what it comes back to, and we've discussed this a few times. Is that we've heard from uh, Wade Graham, we've heard from Clint Newton, we've heard from various people, but. Unless you are really into it and um, uh, going on their website or uh, researching it, a lot of the general public just doesn't really know what they exactly want or they know bits and pieces about it, but they don't know everything. So you're right. I, I, I don't know, though, and I agree with you, it would be interesting to see if a couple of clubs would release that. I don't know if they would, but I think you're right. It would definitely help their cause. Yeah, because I don't know where I'm at at the moment with it, to be honest with you. Mm. And I'm not having to go to the place. And if anybody I'm actually on the side of, because I follow Katty Brown on Twitter, yep. I've been reading a lot of her uh, her blogs, let's call them that, right? If anybody I'm actually on the side of, it's actually the women's Yes, play yep. Because of the way that they're being paid. So, you know, if they're going to put their bodies on the line and, and, you, and we've got to take into consideration, they get hit hard in the tackle, They've got a lot more internal potential organs that are going to be damaged severely mm. and potentially even stop them from becoming mothers. Yep. Right? Yep. If that's the case, yes, they dead set need to be told, if you sign like the bottom fringe player, you're on set 80 grand a year. And, you, and they, you know what? They can then go and even get a mortgage and survive for the next three or four years on a contract. Yeah, and I think most people uh, have been supporting for a long time since this all came out in the news, having because they're currently the NRLW players are currently on four month contracts. Uh, they want to be moved to twelve month contracts, which I think is right. I, I don't know if you saw it; it was a few weeks ago now. But uh, one of our colleagues here, Jaleesa Apps, uh, interviewed I think it was Keely Davis uh, down in Wollongong uh, about that situation, and she explained it very well. As did Jamie Sauer, the NRLW Dragons coach. I think everyone or most people. Uh, on the side of the women's players. I think it's the other bits and pieces of it that people are just a little confused about. And I think we're all in agreement, Roland, where we don't want to see a strike disrupt the start of the season in a few weeks' time. Hey, I'm going with some, even though I'm not a St. George spot, I'm going with some friends on the weekend to see the St. Helens game down at Yeah. Laura. So, yeah, I don't want to see it because if I feel like going for a game to watch a game live, I want to be able to go. Mm. But until there's actually something on paper... I mean, when Super League came out, it was blatantly obvious. It was out there. Every single dollar was thrown out, whether you're a Super League supporter or an ARL supporter. You know, it was to- we were told, You're- this player's just signed, and either they were, excuse the language of bad players, but naming it. Depending on who it was, you were a grub for taking that money and ruining the game, or you deserved the money, right? So 
but now there's nothing. Well, I've been hearing this on this, and you know, anyone who listens to SEN knows I'm a 24-7 SEN person. If I'm awake, it's SEN. Right? <laughs> Good man. And um, I, I'm telling you, I'm sick to death of hearing about this, this thing because I know nothing about it, and I've never seen anything in writing about it. So I've got no idea where to go with it. Yeah, and I think uh, you are like a lot of people listening to SEN and uh, different radio stations as well and TV stations that are sick and sick and tired of hearing about it um, and want this resolved because it is taking the shine away from a, what is a highly anticipated NRL season. Thanks for the call, Roland. Call anytime, mate. No worries. No worries, man. Uh, Roland on the open line. Uh, if you want to have any input into what he had to say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. There are a stack of texts there. I'll get to it as well. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. He is right though. Uh, you know, the, most people just don't really know every. They know bits and pieces, uh, but they don't know everything uh, that the players want. Most people are on the side of the NRLW players getting the twelve month contract. But everything else is sort of uh, here, there, and everywhere. Um, and I, I do think, and look, Clint Union's been on the breakfast show here a few times. He's been on mornings with Matty White as well. Uh, and he speaks well. He comes across well. But a lot of people still don't really know exactly everything the players are asking for. So when they hear about strike action uh, and the potential real possibility, as AAO said yesterday, of strike action uh, and some issues uh, during this preseason challenge starting tonight, People are a little concerned about it. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 uh, Just quickly, we'll take a break and then get to your texts. More of your calls as well. Always welcome. 1300 01 1170. Anyone that does uh, call up uh, does get a Makita price pack. Uh, the Warriors, as we continue our look towards the 2023 NRL season, finished 15th last year. Uh, they've made a few decent signings. Mitch Barnett uh, from the Newcastle Knights. Sean's Nickel Clockstead from the Canberra Raiders. Dylan Walker going there as well from the Manly Seagulls. I think the big thing for the Warriors this year as well is that they will be at home playing all their home games in New Zealand. Uh, we saw how important that was to them at, towards the back end of last year. And now they get 11, 12 home games there throughout the year. Um, and you would expect them to rise on the ladder. I still don't know if they're going to be making the top eight, but I do expect them uh, to be improved. How do you see the Warriors going this year? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Stack of texts there. I'll get to them after the break. Plus some other news floating around in the world of rugby league and sport. We'll do it next. It is 21 minutes to six in New South Wales. Great tech man, James Battle in the ad break. We missed him here yesterday. We had to send Charlie Goodsir on the coffee uh, run and we know how much Charlie loves going on that uh, coffee run. But James is back. That means we will be on air. There'll be no issues today at all. I can 100% guarantee it. Now, uh, text 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, the things dominating our show today is the cricket. We talked to Charlie Goodsir. He said it would be over within three days. India will win it within three days and Australia will lose the Test Series 4-0. It has to be said, uh, Charlie's predictions aren't always 100% correct. He did tip the Titans every uh, week last year. He also had the Canberra Raiders in the preliminary final last year and also this year. Um, and I think he had some interesting predictions for the Rugby League World Cup that didn't happen as well. So maybe Charlie saying that India 
will win this match within three days and win the series 4-0 is the best thing Pat Cummins and the Australian team could hear. Uh, Ma, uh, Yeovil Treeman on the text line 0457 736 736 says, Hi Dan, looking forward to this afternoon and the start of the India Test Series, predicting a 2-2 series result as the toss will probably play a uh, big role in the outcome. Whilst it doesn't get much publicity, uh, the Sheffield Shield season resumes today with New South Wales starting on Saturday, hoping the Blues can get some wins for them from the remaining four games, that from the Oval Treatment. Yeah, we talked about this with Menas the other day, um, or a couple of weeks ago, I think it might have been on the Australia Day public holiday. Um, about the Sheffield Shield and the fact that these days uh, with all the international test cricket, that's always been the case, but now with the big bash as well um, and the resumption of it really heading into football season, it doesn't get much coverage. But um, I know um, I used to go to a lot of the games that New South Wales were playing when they played regularly at the SCG. Um, It is always a good day out. Good to see the up-and-comers uh, from Australian cricket. And as you say, Yeovil Truman, New South Wales, back in action on Saturday. We might actually look at next week talking about uh, the Sheffield Shield with a guest. Thanks for your text, Yeovil Truman, 0457 736 736. Um, and also this one, looking forward to hearing the great Harsha Bolgley back on Australian radio again. Yes, he'll be part of the SEN coverage that begins 2.30pm this afternoon. Just one of the reasons why we are the home of sport in Sydney and also Queensland. Uh, also on the player situation on 0457-736-736. The RLPA versus the NRL have had a call about it. Uh, they're saying that strike action is not out of the poss- uh, not out of the realms of possibility. If some agreements aren't meant by 5 p.m. this afternoon, uh, there could be a few disruptions to the pre-season challenge, um, like uh, no external media interviews. Uh, delaying kickoff at trials and uh, to cover NRL logos at trials. Uh, this from the Chookman. Uh, hi, Dan. And this this is uh, whether public perception, uh, whether the perception from the public is correct or not, um, and everyone will have their opinion of it. I think this is how most people are feeling. Chookman says, hi, Dan. Maybe the fans should strike. Stop buying memberships, tickets, jerseys, etc. The grassroots of footy are all volunteers. No game without the fans. Chookman, well, you're right to an extent in saying that if they are to strike, and and Roland called up about 10 minutes ago on the open line and said that he's sick and tired of hearing about it. I think most fans are sick and tired of hearing about it. I think most fans agree with elements of what the players are saying, especially when it comes to the NRLW. But we're just sort of overhearing about it. Um, And if they were to strike Chookman, maybe not so much during the pre-season challenge, but definitely during the start of the NRL season, it would get a lot of fans offside, and it's definitely not what the NRL wants. But it's, I don't think it's really what the players would really want either because it just wouldn't be a good look, and it would not just disrupt the start of the NRL season, it would probably affect crowds as well when the players decided to come back to play. This is why it just needs to be sorted. One way or another, it needs to be sorted. Thank you, Chookman. Uh, we'll get to more texts in a second. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736. Now, just an Angus Crichton, and uh, you would have probably seen some stuff on social media uh, last night. Not going to uh, repeat that, um, but uh, his availability for the opening round of the Premiership is in doubt after he took time off 
from a Sydney Roosters pre-season camp in New Zealand to deal with some personal issues. So we know Crichton, he's been a fixture in the Roosters' back row. He missed the club's camp in Queenstown last week and only rejoined his teammates at training this week. He was left out of this Roosters side that's going to be playing against the Melbourne Storm in Geelong. And there are now doubts over whether he'll be ready for the start of the Premiership. Uh, so we wish Angus Crichton all the best. Uh, there is a, supposedly uh, a statement going to be put out by the Roosters over the next couple of days. We'll see if that does happen. Um, and we hope to see Angus back in action soon. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 So just a reminder on how this pre-season challenge is going to work before a break. We've got 80-minute games, no extra time or golden point. Uh, squad sizes, 28 players for the first week and 26 for week two matches. Unlimited interchange, one referee and bunker in use. The World Club Challenge will be a lot more like a normal game of NRL. Uh, that will be next weekend with 17-man squads, but still 10, uh, 10 interchanges allowed, and we will have golden point. But the ladder for the challenge, uh, competition points, 12 for a win, six for a draw, none for a loss, and a bonus point will be available for each of the following. Scoring five tries or more, making five or more line breaks, making 10 or more offloads, and teams can earn a maximum 15 points for a win, nine for a draw, and three for a loss. The overall winner will be determined by the most competition points, and then it goes to for and against, uh, and so on and so forth, if it is even. So that's how the pre-season challenge will work. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line, 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break on the other side of this. We'll come back and wrap it up with some of your texts. It's 10 to, five, uh, 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. Yeah, breakfast not too far away. On the text to finish things off, 0457 736 736. This from the Serbian Seagull. Dan, the very reason uh, EBAs and CBAs shouldn't be in the public notice is this story at the moment. The employees appear greedy. The employees, employers appear, uh, yeah, appear like, uh, yeah, uh, I won't read that, but yeah. Uh, P.S. The term match payments was raised again yesterday should only be for players under a certain yearly salary. Well, yes, uh, I agree with you. Um, you know, it's a really, really bad look when there's players over a million dollars asking for $2,000. Look, there'll be a lot of people, as I said to Roland on the text line, uh, when he called the open line, uh, that there'd be a lot of players under $100,000 that uh, deserve it. Anyway, uh, that story will no doubt continue on Breakfast with Julian King and James Magnuson. Our guests on the show today, Andrew Voss. Uh, host of The Breakfast Show normally uh, will be on. And Ryan James over in New Zealand from the Indigenous All-Stars camp. Patton Heels will be on at 6 a.m. local time for our Queensland listeners. Tomorrow on our show, Charlie Goodsir, Chris Perkins in America, and John Gallo will preview a big weekend of football. Thanks for your calls and texts. I'll see you for the final one of the week tomorrow morning from 5 a.m. News, then breakfast.